Wild Hill is no place for heroes. This is why it is strange that such folk would find themselves here at such an opportune time. When I first heard of these strangers in town, I assumed they'd be like the others. These hired swords, greedy, hungry for money and thirsty for blood. Instead, they seemed to be something else. They were asking questions, seeking light where everyone before had settled into the shadow. I hoped they would find something because I had been searching too. When I had heard about the death of the great elk, I thought, perhaps these are just hunters like the rest. But their aggravation and inquisition of the chief gave me light to see that they were unsettled by the killing of that creature, just as I have been sickened by what I see happening in the wilds. Their attempt to rescue a friend they had only met mere days before, and their frustration when they discovered he was killed, possibly because of the chief's plans, was another sign that these magicians and worshippers could be trusted. Then they set off to the mountain fortress. I had heard there was a group going there, and I had to put the thought out of my mind. There could not be anyone living after that horrible experience. Sure enough, they returned alone, but with accusations of the local elf noble businessman Darnaldi Bogashah. His goblin scouting party had been attacked by these newcomers, and he wanted them punished. Rumor had it that the chief acquiesced whenever he discovered that Bogashah had released a mutated boar into the wilds, putting hunters at risk. The party seemed to grow more powerful, carrying themselves with more confidence and working together, united under a common goal. What was that goal, I wasn't sure. I needed to know, so I put Slim, my trusted assistant, on the case. He spoke to me of the sorcerer visiting the shop to send something with the messengers. He had said that they bought supplies for more journey into the wilds and that they seemed to be worried and were asking a lot of questions about me and about the town. Questions. I like questions. Rumor had it that one of the group of new arrivals had been killed. They called him Joxer and said that Darnaldi had sent an assassin after him and that the hit had been successful. You can imagine my surprise when Slim asked if I would meet with all four of them. Indeed, Joxer, the monk on the run from nobility, was alive. I would learn the others' names as well. Davin Mindstrider, sorcerer with secrets. Kriggs Galder, the paladin who turned his back on Helm in favor of the gods of the wilds. And Gwendolyn, a druid with a strong family heritage, a short temper, and a rambunctious taxidermied little friend. They were a strange group to be sure, but they were seeking the same answers I was seeking. Now they sat before me, the group who seemed to come to change Wild Hill once and for all. I had been hoping for this day, wishing I hadn't lost my legs and the use of an arm so that I could step in and end the chief's rule of this poor town. It wasn't me though, the wilds had chosen them. It was evident from the forest green warhammer carried by Kriggs and the passion that Gwyn had for saving the forest from what the chief seemed to be wanting to do to it. I made a deal with them. I had answers for them if they could give me answers to the questions I had been asking for years. Agreeing to seek the answer to the darkness seeping across the wilds by going into the untouched lands to the north, they then spoke of their journey to the Stone Mountain Fortress. Delmar, the lieutenant I had left in charge before my legs and arm were taken, was alive. He was much worse for wear than I, but 
he was living reunited with his family. This news was so joyous for me that I gave these hired swords, which I have begun to call this group of heroes, their answers to some of the mysteries of Wild Hill. Yes, the chief was having creatures killed so that their remains could be used to manufacture magical items. Yes, I was involved in some of the trading. No, however, I took no part in the destruction of the Great Old Ones, such as the elk that the swords destroyed during their first week in town. This angered them and set off a string of events that I can only call the Fall of Wild Hill. There was a chaotic battle, hunters fighting amongst themselves, some not even sure which side they were fighting for. Davin, Gwyn, Kriggs, announcing himself by his true name, Sofran Imbaroak, and Joxer joined forces with Saraya Leowith. She was a former hunter turned against the chief. Some members of her party joined her, including Salrin, a young half-elf ranger whose bow shoots straighter than any I have seen. They fought hard against the chief and the hunters who refused to turn. In the end, the chief lay dead. His supporters turned against Sofren, who had just cast the earth-shattering spell that ended the chief's reign. Salrin, in the form of a lightning-draped direwolf, stepped in front of Sofren, taking the swords that were meant for him, killing her instantly. Her body became pure lightning energy then, and her body transformed permanently into the direwolf form. She was now a great elder of the wilds, protecting the forest and perhaps even the hired swords from the encroaching shadows. Since then, Wild Hill is different. While it has fallen, it is rebuilding. A group of three former hunters, Saraya Leowith, Taldev Beardbreaker, and Zirith the Mage, have become a council of sorts, trying to turn the town into a regular village again. The hired swords are headed north soon. I must speak to them before they leave. I have done some research they may find interesting. Dear Warren, my brother, I have since left Lavrith and found my way to Wild Hill. I've traveled a bit now with the monk Joxer from my previous letters, but we have found other companions that have become rather close friends. It is a shame the circumstances here in Wild Hill that brought us together, but I don't wish to trouble you with that for now. Just know I am safe, and I am in good company. A man that can wield magics better than any of the mages I saw during the wars. His name is Davin, but I see something behind his eyes. Something lurks in his mind that I've not sorted out quite yet. No matter. There's also a remarkable forest whisperer, a druid by the name of Gwendolyn. She has a sad story, but a strong heart. Knowing you, you'd fall in love with her before she ever spoke a word. You'd be careful, though. Dale might get you in your sleep. <laughs> Seems our time in Wild Hill, though, is coming to a close, and we might be headed up north. I've only have heard whispers as to why. But if you ever hear the tale of the Hired Swords, well, it might just be your big brother creating even more trouble. Does Hannah... I mean, Mother still blame me for what happened? Never mind that, please. Give my love to Azriel, Nogra, and Cora, and place a flower at Father's Remembrance Hall for me. Love, 
your big brother, Sovereign. Aurelia, I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to write. I know I promised to send more, but so much has changed since the last letter I sent. I'm no longer in Glentry. I'm no longer with the Sowers. You're right. I tried to ignore the truth about them, but you're right. I've moved on, but I fear I've discovered some new nefarious plans of theirs that might come back to haunt me. But enough of that for now. I've moved north to a town called Walhill. It's on the edge of the forest. At first it seemed quiet here. Simple. Hunting beasts for coin. It was good. I even met a group of companions who'd become close friends. One of them served in the war, just like father. We worked together, made some coin, even inherited a house. Trouble seems to follow me, though, and unfortunately, here it's been no different. I won't bother you with details, but greed and corruption by the leaders here were causing problems greater than the borders could contain. My new friends and I were able to stop the evil doings for the time being, but I have a feeling they'll return, and the problems, they extend beyond this town. Problems we now feel obligated to fix. We've taken up the role of heroes here, it seems. Funny thing about being a hero, though, is you don't feel like one while you're doing it. In fact, there's quite a few people in this town who treated us like we were the problems all along. Unsung and underpaid is the way of the hero. This will most likely be the last letter I send for a while. There's a corruption ruining this forest. Whatever it is, I believe it's coming from somewhere north. We're going to go seek it out. I feel like something big is stirring. Maybe it's just this. Maybe there's more. Whatever it is, though, I feel connected to it, and I feel like I have to help stop it. Don't worry about me, though. I'm in good company. These people, they're good. Tell Mother and Geneva I say I love them and that I miss them. Keep the family safe. And if they send more men to collect, give them what you can. Tell them more is coming soon. I'll send what I can when I can. Your little brother, Davin. In Wild Hill, of all places, I felt more welcome by others than I can remember. My family brought me no such comforts. Davin, you have been relentless in your ability to understand and mend the ripping seams of our group. We wouldn't be here as we are now without that strength. However, I need more from you than anyone. My fear of losing any of you may get me in trouble in the future. Please keep that promise you made, and I will keep mine. Gwen, watching you feel your way around what friendship is, and the light and dark that we have seen, it has made you a very precious person to me. Unsure how Dale will respond to that, but it is true. I will help you find your father, as we did for Francine. Please keep your hope. Kriggs. Watching you break the shackles of your past has brought me great joy. Seeing your power and confidence return to you even more than our most boastful nights of drinking. You may very well be suited to lead this group. I will find a way to help you. I hope we can travel together longer as companions, as friends. And Solren, thank you. Again, there are no other words I can offer. My seeker... I need you now more than ever. Since leaving the monastery, I have met those I can call friends. However, protecting them seems unlikely, at least not in my current state. The monastery left me with no tools to deal with what we have seen to this point. Spectres with screams of despair that bleeds into the hearts of the unprepared, taking your very will to live. Monstrous fiends with a glare that steals your life for their own purpose. Man-made beasts with 
blood that will pollute the earth or destroy stone and iron, ghouls with a sound that will deafen a whole forest, greed so deep that consumes lives without one ounce of remorse. And the fruits here are now poisoned. I'm back to square one. It looks like we need answers that we can only find in the north. Until we meet again, Seeker. Uh, am I good? Am I where I'm supposed to be? I wonder if my father was actually a good person. I, I mean, with a name like Carrick the Caring, I would think he did good things. Mother spoke fond of him, but what if I didn't get the good trait? After these past few days, my mind feels so t twisted. I thought people in this world were supposed to be honest, respect one another, and offer aid to those in need, but all I see is greed and corruption in these people's eyes. Even now with the chief, that doesn't mean evil and greed won't creep back into the town. I just... I need to start packing. Our future to travel north, I... I don't know what to expect. I, I pick up the amulet and just stare at it, just letting doubt seek into my mind. But while I'm thinking this, I feel two tiny holes just burning in the back of my head and... I know it's a Dale. You could help, you know. I continue packing, wondering if I truly am starting to go mad in the head, I'd... It's not like he's going to help me anyways. You know my paws are too small. <laughs> right. Get that look off your face. Do you want it to get stuck that way? F first of all, rude. Second of all, isn't that calling the kettle black? Tis a bit absurd, if you ask me. In all seriousness, what is wrong? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I'm losing my way. What is good in the world is gone. What if I'm not good? What if- Pish posh. Stop getting stuck in your head. You do that a lot, you know. Not everyone is good. Your, your father knew even that. But he believed in the good in people. Don't give in to doubt. By not giving in, you'll, you'll never lose your way. J just believe. How does he know- uh, Gwendolyn turns around and faces the lifeless creature, wondering how a creature this small knows so much. With his voice being no more, Gwen looks at her friend and half smiles. I I I'll believe, Dale. <laughs>